The long and winding road leads us here to the doorstep of the postseason. One win, a little bit of help away from ending 17 seasons of misery. Allen steps up. Jumps over the defenders to pick up the first. Now, how many quarterbacks have you ever seen hurdle anyone? Oops, he throws. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. You are listening to episode number 44. I said it right this time, because last time I said it was episode 42. But it's episode 44 of the Red, White and Buffalo Blues, a UK Bills podcast. Alex, joining me, Matt, as your hosts. And Alex, how are you looking forward to Saturday? Um, yeah, that's a complicated question. Um, <laughs> let's uh, we'll let's just get to that in a bit because I want to talk about something that I don't care about, and that's the Pro Bowl. Ah, yes, the one where only one Biddle on a ten and fourteen gets selected to Pro Bowl, and what was it like? Teams have got losing records. I think the Bengals have what two or three going to the um to the Pro Bowl. I don't think I can name two or three Bengals at all. <laughs> Gino Atkins, who's one that went. Okay, that's probably the only one I could probably name. But look, I yeah. haven't I haven't looked at the whole roster. I don't care. Um, I'm not going to watch the game. Uh, no one is. But um, I think it's a really good conversation piece because it, I think what this goes to show is that we are a team of uh, of of pieces. We are not a mm. team of individuals. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, aside from uh, Jordan Phillips' sacks and Tredavious White's interceptions, no one else on our defense really has eye-opening numbers. Uh, Everyone I... comes to work, does their job, and it's good enough. Uh, I mean, could you could you make a case for Tremaine Edmonds? Um, no, he doesn't have... The Pro Bowl's all about stats. Who's flashy? Trey doesn't have sacks or interceptions or fumble recoveries or touchdowns. Uh, Poyer and Hyde don't have interceptions or fumble recoveries. Wait, wait, no, 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 no. Poyer does have, I think, three interceptions. He's also got a sack as well. Yeah, but I mean, it's not like, you know, it's something that jumps out at you. Yeah, well, Um, I'm I'm looking at what they've actually done. Obviously... We've got Stavius White. I'm glad he's finally had his recognition um, from media and from the coaches and players. I don't get the whole fan vote thing because the fans are just going to vote for anyone that's anyone. I think it should be left to coaches and players to actually decide it. But here are the alternatives. Now tell me what's wrong in some of these ones. First alternative, linebacker Tremaine Edwards and kick... Kick returner, punt returner, Andre Roberts. Second alternative, center Mitch Morse. Third alternative, quarterback Josh Allen. Fourth alternative, wide receiver John Brown. Uh, and also Jerry Hughes. And Frank Gore. And Jordan Phillips. And Jordan Poyer, the fifth alternative. So. And I bet you a lot of those guys are going to end up being at the game because. The hmm. first, I mean, nobody that's chosen always goes. Yeah. 
I'm just the one thing I'm looking at that. The one thing I'm bit a bit peed about. Yes, unlike you, I don't really, I don't really watch it. I don't, I don't take too much interest in it. It's obviously nice for for Bills to be recognised in there, but again, it's John Phillips. The fourth alternative when he's had what a sack and a half less than Donald in what was it about almost about a quarter snaps less yeah. than him and John Brown he's leading the AFC East uh, the AFC I believe you may have to double check that for me but he's leading the AFC in receiving yards I actually come up on there he's only um, a fourth and. And that's pretty much it. I mean, Tremaine Edmonds, I kind of see being first. He's had a couple of sacks. He's got that interception last week. He's uh, been a tackling machine. Andre Roberts, yeah, he's been a good pro, a good punt and kick returner. But I think that and the Jordan Poyer as well, him, Phillips, and John Brown should have been higher alternatives if they didn't get, obviously, if they didn't get voted into the. Um, Voted into the pre uh, pre bowl, the um the pro bowl. So that's my that's my takes on it. That's what annoys me a yeah, lot about uh, it. I would I definitely I'm pretty upset about the Jarvis Landry pick, um, because he only has ten more yards than John Brown does, and three more catches. And I think John Brown's been way more instrumental to this team than he than Landry has to Cleveland. Uh, <clears> in the <throat> AFC, um, Brown has taken a step back. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins has 11.42. Keenan okay. Allen has 10.46. Edelman has 10.19. Sutton has 10.19. Landry with 10.18. And John Brown with uh, 10.07. Okay, so I was, I was a bit wrong on that stats, but yeah. he was. I, mean, it was I think it was three weeks ago where he had the most. Yeah, so but I mean, if, I, if I'm if I'm picking AFC wide receivers based off of this year and this year alone, if I had to pick three, I'm picking DeAndre Hopkins, uh, Keenan Allen, and Cortland Sutton probably. Uh, I mean, Sutton's done it with no quarterback at all. Mm. Uh, Keenan Allen has just been you know a fixture um, on that team, uh, ninety catches, so that's good. DeAndre Hopkins ninety nine. Uh, and Sutton, Sutton's done more with less catches. Sutton has 63 yeah. catches. Brown has 71. So mm. he's had a better year on average, I would I would say. Uh, on less targets, too. 107 targets to John Brown's 111. Yeah. No, I can I, I see where we come from. I mean, that's why that's why I'd rather put it in the in Pro Bowl, have it in the hands of the coaches and the um and the um, and the players rather than the fans. Cause I think... Well, didn't they a few years ago? They had it where like you selected like a team captain, and then they picked the players or something. I don't know. It's uh, they tried no. forever to make it interesting, and I don't think yeah. it's ever going to happen. I mean, the more interesting news is coming out is that Sean McDermott is the favorite to be the um, or is the favorite to be the um, coach of the year. I don't. I, I've seen there. that. I've seen that hotly debated. Uh, I've seen a few uh, very different stories. Some people that have him on there, some that don't. Uh, I'm I'm pretty sure that if we were to win this week, then he's probably a shoe in for he's, it. He's one of the top three. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, I've he's seen a... people putting Mike Tomlin in over him, and it's just like, hey, we just beat him. Thank you. Mm. 
You know? I my top three on that would be McDermott would obviously be um John Harbour at Baltimore for what he's done there and obviously Carl Shanahan of the of the forty ers yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a big year with the Niners being bad last year and with Baltimore just having that amazing offense. Uh, I think maybe in any other year, McDermott might get it, but it's probably going to go to Harbaugh or Shanahan. Yeah. Unless, and, 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 and these things matter to the voters. If we win the division and get a bye week somehow, which would include um, the Patriots losing both games and the Chiefs losing one of their last two for us to get a bye week, and obviously us winning out, um, then I think that uh, it makes a stronger case for McDermott because voters, I think, they like to see these things. Yeah. But the Niners have had a much tougher schedule, so has Baltimore. So if they look at that, then there that is, you know? Yeah, no. I, there, there's it's always, way, always ways round. I think, obviously, people are going to say, are going to look at those, at, at Shanahan, at um, Harbaugh, and obviously used the schedule against McDermott, but then you're looking at over time what McDermott has actually done, taking us from the doldrums to two out of three years going to the um going to playoffs. Yeah. So it's it's interesting. It'd be nice to see what will actually um what will happen and what can actually um what we can go on and what we can actually um what the executives will think about the um about who should be coach of the year. I mean, I'm also glad going moving on as well about the kind of recognition we're starting to get a bit more now. It's taking its time from the from the media. I mean, did you manage to catch um that clip of Adam Sheen actually um attempting, shall we say, but jumping through a table? Yeah, that was pretty sad. I mean, if you're going to do it, do it. I mean, it doesn't hurt that much. Yeah. I mean, and it hurts. It doesn't hurt that much. Yeah, and obviously you've got... And obviously him him now has been, from the beginning, from May, been saying that the Bills will get a playoff spot. I mean, you've got Carl Brandt. He's actually um a bit higher on, um, on the Bills, obviously. I love Michael. the Kyle Brandt clip. I retweeted that. That was good. Yeah. You got obviously Michael Robinson, who's been high on them for for the whole season as well, yep. and obviously Nate Burleson a little more recently. But it's good to know that even after it's taken a while and a long time for them to get recognition, that they're actually getting that recognition. And mm-hmm. looking at the spreads, I've seen one where I think it was I think it's still with ESPN or CBS. Obviously, they list they had. About six, four, six um, analysts actually going for a Bills win over the Patriots. That's um, it's it's a weird position to be in <laughs> because I mean we've all lived it, and mm. it's been tough to think that even with how good this team is, uh, that we could uh, overcome that. Um, yeah, and we're starting with the, the good, the good. Uh, the thing about it is, I mean, if we want to dive into to, to the breakdown now, um, the players on this team, uh, I think, don't care about what happened in the past. Oh, yeah. Um, the longest tenured Bill, I believe, Jerry Hughes, back to 2013. So he's felt the loss 
to the Patriots the most. But um, the rest of these guys, you know, they've been other places. They've been teenagers. They've been um, youths since the losing to the Patriots has started. Um, All they see and care about and know is this year. And the confidence that this team has this year is massive. Um, uh, All that matters is right now. And and, and I think right now, uh, I wonder what the narrative is in the locker room, because I think right now they should be concerned with staying healthy and winning in the playoffs. Yeah. So is this game meaningful? To be honest, I think I think it is. I think for them, they would have known that they were what? They were a um, Josh Allen concussion away from actually um, potentially winning that the first game on there. If it wasn't for that concussion, I think they would have done it. I think I think as they've gone along, they've actually used they're using it as the motivation for to actually play and actually make every game meaningful i mean their defense they rode and took inspiration from the quotes that um duck hodges actually said about how average and how okay the bills defense is so i think i think everything that's been said in the media from other players i think it's it's actually showing us more meaningful for the players because they're out there to to prove a point, and like you said a few weeks ago on the podcast, a big um, big congrats to the strength and conditioning coaches. Cause, I mean, who have we got that's doubtful this um, this week recently? Inseki, who's out, and Corey Dejet, who's um, who's questionable, and that's yeah, been that's been the theme. Fine there, yeah. I mean, we so, did have the uh, we did have the Trey White uh, injury scare last week. Mm. Yeah, but, uh, uh, we got around that. Yeah, so I think, I think for them, I think they see every game as uh, meaningful because it's almost, it's almost like they want to start start a new legacy up. I think the times, I think some of them have obviously been there for at least be it McBean, McBeans and McDermott's um, tenure will want to actually have uh, built into the culture, want to have them build that legacy, even if they don't fully see it out with some probably leaving. But you have got, I mean, Shaq Lawson was before the uh, McDermott Bean era. And I think there are still like a handful of people, you mentioned Jerry Hughes beforehand, that want to see this thing through. So I can see them making every game meaningful regardless as if we win we're guaranteed the fifth spot i still think mcdermott will play quite a few of the um starters in week 17 should we beat the patriots because they'll just want to play they want to build the momentum and they just want to have some have some fun and show that these this build team is is here to stay but should they what should they play they're starting week seventeen. Should we um should we win or should we lock up the fifth the fifth seed? So I, I struggle with it because yeah, I want to beat the Patriots, but if we do, what does it mean other than hey, look, the Bills beat the Patriots? It does nothing for you in a literal sense. There's all this um, fit, emotion and statements and. Are the Patriots? It, it creates a narrative 
that harms the Patriots. But it doesn't hurt them in the standings. It doesn't help us in the standings because they have Miami next week and they're going to beat the Dolphins. But yeah, yeah, but then remember the Miami miracle. I I still think that if we beat them, we are going there's still a chance. I mean, that was a one in a million play last year, right? Yeah, but I still think I still think that. To obviously, tis the season and and all that for um for Christmas miracles that it could actually happen. I mean, me and you before we went on this podcast, I think we were talk of talking about the the percentage of a bye week and and all that. I think we were scrambling around trying to rack our brains around it um, based on a tweet from the from the Chiefs UK um, group. But you can't. You I know. Everyone's going to say, yeah, the, the Patriots are, are going to beat Miami. The game doesn't mean anything to us Bills fans, apart from the personal pride and all that. But I can see it more as a, I see it more of a stepping stone and more of a building block going forward more than anything. Because look in the last few weeks, obviously, we've held the Ravens close and they've had a top um, top five defense. We beat the Pits, we beat the Steelers. They had a top um, top five seven defense. If we beat the Patriots with their top ranked defense, it, it shows that that yes, it's a statement. Yes, potentially it could be the end of the dynasty, the start of the downfall of the of the Patriots. Where I've seen a rumor that apparently, if with Brady in his contract, they can't be franchise tagged. If he decides to leave, there was talk about him going to Miami. Which no, is, what? Yeah, I can't. I'd have to find the find the um the article for it and put it on Twitter. But yeah, so even if we did, that's three teams with top five defenses that we managed to knock off. Then that's building momentum. They've obviously built a statement and building momentum going into the playoffs that we can beat whoever we'll face, which will more than likely be was it be Texans, Titans, or um or Colts in the first round. And knowing that we've got a psychological, a psychological advantage, so to speak, on on the Patriots, that we oh, can hold them the and beat them, should we get to the divisional or the Ravens, that we know we've pushed them close. So, as much as people say it's a statement, it's not going to mean anything. I can see that meaning a lot more to the players and a lot more to the confidence and fan base. Than, than some people will think, but I say that's that's my opinion on there. I think yeah, it's you make a good point when you say it'll mean a lot to the players. Um, you don't want to go in to the playoffs down emotionally. Mm. A loss this week and a win next week, you you wish you did better. So yeah. you're kind of meh going into the playoffs possibly. If it's um, if it... Being able to knock off the Patriots, even if they still win the division, but being able to say, hey, we beat the best team in the league, um, which they've been, I mean, this year, no, but over the last 20 years, yes. Uh, Being able to say that you you beat them in a game where they tried, it it does a lot for the team. And especially Mm. with knowing that McDermott's going to push the narrative of you guys aren't getting recognition for the Pro Bowl, go out there and show them what you really are. Kind they of haven't thing. arrived yet. Um, I, I I get it. Um, I mean, you put everything on the line to tell the league and the fans that the Pats are done and it's the Bills' time now. 
Mm. Um, can you beat them with a vanilla offense and defense? Because I think you want to save your best for the playoffs. So if you're going to go out there and you're going to know that you're going to need to pull out all stops to score against their defense, do you really want your best plays? If you have anything left in your back pocket, don't you want to save it for two weeks from now instead of this week? Yeah, no, I I, I kind of get that. And I mean, twelve and four just... looks good, but ten and six, it's in the same. You, you you're in the same position, you know. Mm. Eleven well, and five, it's all the same thing. If you know, there's so yeah, many. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the offense, the offensive side. Yeah, in, in week three, I think that was more. That was kind of more vanilla, more not what we're um not what we're used to. What or now what we're accustomed to because obviously of the the adjustments and the personnel and the play calling on and the person yeah the personnel and the um the sort of tempo but week three I don't think that we saw what at the time what would be the bills and how the bills would want to play on offense or defense and we came within within a score of the Patriots of actually tying and potentially even even winning it so I think I'm looking at it I'm thinking we probably can play how we've been playing even play how we played in week three minus obviously the the turnovers against the Patriots and still give them a good um a good game and potentially actually nick it um nick it by a score whether it be a field goal or a um or a touchdown that's the way I'm looking that's the way I'm looking at it and I had, and I had the com- this conversation with um, with the UK Patriots Nation um, podcasts. I actually um, joined them on their show um, a couple of days ago. Um, the fact that they know they're in for a, they're going to be in for a hard game. They think that the Bills have been the surprise package, and there is potential for that surprise. Whether they play the current up tempo. Um, 11 personnel or if they do go to the um, back to the drawing board and actually put up some vanilla plays they know that there's danger there in in Singletary and Brown in what Josh Allen can do obviously minus the turnovers from that first game that can actually scare the Patriots fans a little bit and actually get them worried that they may not even get the number two seed they may have to go through the wild card I I just, I think I'm just going to stay where I am. I don't care. Um, if we could control it, if, if if winning meant in to the number two seed, then go for it. But mm. you need to, you can, you never rely or count on other teams to lose games. So. Except if you're the um, Ravens a couple of seasons ago. Of course. We were where we're, we needed to, but in this instance, we're in, and we have the five seed, where we should be. We should. We don't even need to do a show next week about the Jets. We should start talking about the the the, the Texans or the Titans right now, mm. because that's where my mind is at. Um, let's just get there and let's get there healthy. Um, so, so next, so next week we'll do a um. We'll do a podcast review of the um, Texans and uh, and Titans uh, games, then, shall we? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we could break them down and see how, how you know what we can do against. But I mean, still, um, yeah, 
any other season, obviously because they've all been losing seasons, um, I would have cared. Oh my God, let's just beat the Patriots. But mm. we're at an we're at another level now. Yeah, we have a chance to win playoff games. A meaningless week fifteen, week sixteen game. Uh, that's what I'm calling this. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, everything is going to be is potentially going to be meaningless in in certain senses. I think everyone has their. I think week seventeen is going to be meaningless, regardless of what the what's going to happen. But I just think it's it's good that we're in the conversation where even if we don't get a buy or anything like that, that we can actually think. There's still a meaningful game as such um, that we can that we're still in it and we can obviously build that momentum to get into into the playoffs on a um, on a good run. So well, I'd let's, rather let's just say let's just say we beat we we get out of this healthy and we beat the Patriots, right? Yep. Doesn't matter yet. Next week we beat the Jets. Doesn't matter yet. And then I think it matters. With the Chiefs, because the Ravens have the one seed, right? Yeah. So if the Chiefs lose to the Bears, that's good, but it doesn't really change anything yet. In Week 17, if the... I'm doing this all in the New York Times playoff estimator. (laughs) If the... Where's the... If the Patriots lose the Dolphins... Yeah, so the, the Chiefs only need to lose one game. The Patriots need to lose both. And then we lock the two seed in. So it's yeah. for Bills. It's win-win. For Patriots, it's lose-lose. For Chiefs, it's win-lose or lose-win. Yeah. And then so, we have the two seed. So, so I'll have that conversation if we beat the Patriots. But right now, okay. my focus is on the the, the, the wild card round. Okay. Because that's, no. that, that's, I mean, what I just did is like 20% chance to happen. Yeah, but then there's still a chance that it's going to that it can happen. I mean, even even so, even if there is that if there's that twenty percent less chance that the Bills could get the number two seed, you're still thinking that the next two games, regardless of we're locked in position, you're still going to think that they they have slightly more meaning meaningful rep. Um, uh, permutations, 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 that's the word. Uh, it's not even nine, I still can't pronounce shit. Um, permutations on what could happen on the seeding. So I can understand some people saying, yeah, it should be meaningless if we beat the Pats or not, and then going to the Jets play second string, or second string, third string, and all that. But you've got to have a little bit of... Um, a little bit inside you that think that this still could be a meaningful game, but as we say, we'll we'll discuss that hopefully on the um on the next podcast when we know we've beaten beaten the Patriots and we've got that we've got that one chance to actually lock up that um that two seat. So we'll you know how I said there's a twenty percent chance. There's actually yeah. a two percent chance. Hey. So, uh, based off 44,352 simulations, there's a 2% chance that we get a bye week. 
right now before any games are played. If we beat the Patriots this week, then that percentage goes up to 5%. If we beat and then if we beat the Jets, that number goes up to 8%. So you're saying as the meme goes, there is a chance. Yep. Cue that <laughs> cue the uh cue the Jim Carrey gif. So you're saying there's a chance. Um Yep. <laughs> I mean, but that's no. all that's all I got. Um I um, see, it's going to be different. Once the game starts, I'm going to want to beat them because I hate Tom Brady so much. Mm. Um, but right now, where my where I have a level head, I'm like, win, lose, whatever. Let's win a playoff game. That's more important to me. Oh yeah, oh yeah, for sure, for sure. That is the one thing. So let's let's talk about the keys, if there are any keys to the um to this game and how we're going to how we're going to be able to get that chance to have that small slim chance to actually get a um to get a playoff place or to get uh, sorry the number 2 seed or just build momentum going forward so you beat the patriots by and it's really easy to beat the patriots offense right now um yeah. their wide receivers are bad and edelman is injured so if you play man on them and you get pressure on Brady, he'll just throw the ball into the ground. Mm. He doesn't want to get hit. He doesn't want to get looked at. He doesn't want a finger on him. So he'll just he'll just jump down and t- he'll dive and take the sack. He'll throw the ball away. Um, if our defense does exactly what they did in the first matchup, and again in the first matchup, remember Devin Singletary wasn't playing, so yeah. you can run on them. Mm. For as much as people say our run defense is bad, theirs is doing the same when it comes to yards per carry. Yeah. So if we can run on them, and if we can stay away from Gilmore, and Josh doesn't throw the bo- turn the ball over, then this could be another game like Pittsburgh where it's 17-10, 17-13, something like that. Mm. I would probably have it at 14-13 Bills um, if all of the things go correct. Because our offense, I just think we'll. I mean, we're facing another huge challenge here. Um, yeah. But I think... you know, this offense, this Patriots offense. I mean, if we could hold Lamar, uh, we 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 contained him at least. We gave our team a chance to. This defense will give us a chance to win the game. I think mm. that's obvious. I think well, unless Tom Belichick Brady... goes full Belichick. Yeah, I mean, Tom Brady. Was it like thirty, forty percent? His um. His quarterback rating in the first game this this season against the Bills. Oh yeah, I mean, if you look at all of his games against McDermott defenses, um, you know that we own him. Mm. Um, but what what beats us in this matchup is ourself. Yeah, and we have to prevent that from happening. I mean, I've got I've got a couple of I'm actually got a couple of stats. Is this mainly comparing um, Trey White and Stephon Gilmore? I mean, since 2017. The lower part, lowest passing rating allowed in coverage, whereas just Stephon Gilmore at sixty-two point four. What do you think Trey White is? Oh, is do you like... think it's higher or lower? Than what? Then sixty-two point four. Isn't it like fifty-seven? Yeah, fifty-seven point nine. Yeah. And also. Most targeted cornerbacks without allowing a touchdown in in coverage in 2019 season 
obviously you've got both Gilmore and White. No touchdowns, actually, allowed six interceptions. White's done that on four less targets. Mm-hmm. But then again, you've also got in this list, this is NFL Next Gen stat, you've got this in the list as well that Jason Courtney is 0-1 um, without allowing a touchdown in, in coverage on 47 targets. And JC Jackson is 0-5 from 43 targets. So you've got Yeah, they, I mean, they have the depth in their secondary, uh, which is, I would say, a little bit better than our depth. Um, but, whereas also... with, with the, the but I think the best thing about it is is it's not how we match up against their defense. I think it's um because it, this is going to be one of those games where we're running the ball just matters more. Mm. Um and Sonny Michelle is bad, uh but they I mean they were able to run the ball a little bit against the Bengals, but then again that's the Bengals. Um, yeah. I think every game comes down to can Allen make two or three plays. Yeah, that's all he's got to do, and just like he did last week again on that forty-yard pass to John Brown, just make two or three plays in a game where you look better than the other guy, and the team will take care of the rest of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, I've also been reading a um, the interview from Bill Belichick from the from a couple of days ago. Um, one of his questions, or one of the questions asked, was on uh, Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer. And he he's actually go on, I'll see if I can try and summarise it. I've got it in front of me. Um, where is it? Let's go. I would say, he goes and says, um, I would say those guys do a good job of holding till that last second. Sometimes they give false keys and start one way, go another way. So that quarterback or coach, you look in the game and you see something that it could be something they give you something else they give you good stuff when they're blitzing and man coverage and he goes on to actually praise the linebackers as well saying they're both fast they're both smart and i have the speed in the coverage so i mean but that that's belichick every year i mean he he said that allen was good last time we played and he's good now uh, allen was awful the last time we played i remember when we had like our worst one, we were like three and thirteen, and Belichick's like they have a lot of really good players on their team. We're just gonna really try and get ready for them. I'm like, dude, are you nuts? We suck. Yeah. Uh, he's he's always gonna find something nice to say, just because his whole thing is just saying nothing. And yeah, and exactly. now you see how the national media is starting to interview his kid, and like he he's a secondaries coach. Who cares what he has to say? He's just as boring as his dad is. I can't mm. find a more insufferable pair. I can't wait until this Pat's dynasty is over because the media's just, um, you know, clinginess to them is just, just so annoying. Yeah. So I think I think that's I think that's that is a good point. I think we also look at. I'm going to go back to the offense. I think we've talked about the defense quite a bit. I'll go through a quick injury report in a second about for the Patriots, which can help or or hinder the um, the offense where the guy that actually knocked um, Allen out that first game, Jonathan Jones, their best slot cornerback, he's actually um, he's definitely out the game. So and big game for Cole, hopefully. Yep, and they've got their questionable on Edelman. They're questionable on Jason Courtney. So if he can't go, 
the Patriots are going to be down to down to Gilmore and JC Jackson um, on there. So it gives more for the likes of Singletary for Isaiah McKenzie and even Devin Singletary for the ball to get them into the game more work that under work the middle of the field because that's what they need to do. They need to start they need to start getting Singletary involved more in the game, try and avoid these gore runs, runs, runs for for none, for little or no gain, and just try and work the intermediate routes because linebackers don't their linebackers apart from um Van Noy don't scare me that much. If they if they do have McCourtney and um out as well as Jones, then I say we've got big games in the middle for Beasley and if Allen can just be be tight, be careful and not actually play like he did the previous um, game against the Patriots, we've got that chance to go um eleven and four. So it's it's all good. It's all it's all looking up. I think just need a bit more I just think the guys are gonna be up for it a lot more, so well, they got um, to catch the ball. Yeah. Had a yeah. lot of drops last week. And hopefully Can't do Singlet- that this week. And hopefully Singletary needs to control his um, fumbleitis. But those yeah. things are coachable. Those things they've probably beaten themselves up so much about that yeah. they're actually working hard on them. And come, I don't know what's it going to be, about one thirty in the morning on, on Sunday morning. I I still believe I'm still going to have my optimistic um, vote that we're going to be 11 and four, even though in our preseason prediction I had it down as a um, as a loss. I think a lot's changed in that in that season that I think we can go into that game and um, and actually and actually win and actually may push it to the last game and see how much that damages the um, the Patriots, knowing that they potentially could not lock up the seed, the um the number two seed and potentially have to go in a wild card more than likely against well, they'll probably have an easy ride, but it's just one of those things that we're gonna um it's gonna be interesting to see. And we'll obviously we'll come to that review um on the Sunday or the Monday. So I so think So what are you saying? What do you got? I've got as I said on the um UK Patriots um, podcast. I've got the Bills by a score. Hmm. I don't. Um, I, I can't say if it's going to be a touchdown score or a field goal score. I've got them by a score. <laughs> <laughs> That's not me sitting on the way fence to go out on a limb there. Uh, yeah, I um, I hate doing predictions, but I think this one's fun. I think that. Um, I don't know. The Patriots at home, it's a completely different thing than when they're on the road, I think. Um, so I'm going to say 17. I'm going to say 20 to 17 Patriots. Okay. Okay. Uh, you know, their kicker, though, he can miss some. I don't <laughs> know. 17 uh, 17. This game ends in a tie. Who cares? It doesn't matter. Let's go to the playoffs. In overtime? This game's Even in overtime? Let's just get these next two weeks over with. I'm ready for some <laughs> playoff football. Yeah, well, as I said, we'll, we'll come back on um, on Sunday or Monday for the for the review show. Um, it's also going to be our last show before before Christmas. So, as well as reviewing the Patriots game, 
we also want to give it a bit more of a Christmassy feel. Now, don't worry, me and Alex are not going to start singing any carols or anything yeah, like that. Not happening. We might, we could be a bit tipsy and never know. <laughs> that could happen. I've been drunk actually for every show we've done. So ah, fair enough. I think yeah. with me, you wouldn't tell the difference if I was drunk or not. <laughs> amount of times I slur. Um, but we want to interact with. We want you guys to interact with us. So I'm going to put it out on Twitter, Git, and Facebook, all social media. We want to hear your um, your suggestions. I'm going to, to make it more Christmassy. We're going to set um, who would you buy Bill's, a Bills player or coach and what? What would you want for, for Christmas? Bills related, but not the obvious Super Bowl. And a Bills conundrum. So can you take a player's name or a coach's name and make it a Christmas theme? For example, I'm Get dreaming... Get punny a- with it. Christmas yeah. puns, that's what Christmas we want. Christmas puns, there we go. That's yeah. that's the word for it. Like, for example, um, we wish you a Trey White Christmas. There it is. Or something, or something like that. So, I'm dreaming of a Trey White Christmas. I'll do, I'll do. There we See, go. am I drunk or am I not drunk? Who knows? <laughs> but I'm going to put those out on the, um, on the Twitter account, rwbb underscore podcast the Red, White and Bill and Buffalo Blues um, podcast Twitter. Alan also going to share it with the with the current UK Bills Twitter, but we want to hear your views. We want to hear your suggestions. Who would you buy for? What would you want? And your Christmas puns. So get them in and we'll review pretty much all of them on the, um, on the review show. So is there anything before we sign off that you'd like to... Um, you'd like to add Alex. Yeah, just going back to the playoff game, we haven't had it nailed down yet, but we are looking to have a get together. Uh most definitely in London. We're looking for someone up north to maybe um get some momentum going up there too, someone to step up and um find a pub, host something, set something up because uh I mean, we're both more south. Um so yeah. we definitely want to organize two fan get-togethers, one up north, one down south. Um if if everybody could come together in one place, that would be the best so we could all get together. But um, just uh, stay aware of us and uh, get ready to get a uh, viewing party for the playoff game. We're working yep. on it. Yep, and I'm I'm trying to get in contact with the with the Bills PR team themselves to see if they can do, um, do a feature or at least if we send them in pictures of our viewing parties that they actually retweet it out to show that obviously over in the UK we are that passionate about the um about the bill. So as Alex says, keep keep listening out. Something will be announced um once we get to know for definite. But all I can say is thank you for all your interactions. Thank you for subscribing. Keep reviewing, listening. And for this time, until uh, till next time, it's good afternoon, good evening. Thank you for listening, and uh, go Bills. Go Bills. Not us. Yeah, not, not us. us. You don't know anything about heart. You don't know anything about work. No. Huh? That's who we are. Bills on three. One, two, three. Bills.